Welcome to Movable Dough, the podcast where I interview and promote living composers. Join me as I talk with composers about their current projects, their past successes and setbacks, and their personal journeys. For more information about this podcast, please visit sdcompose.com slash movabledough. Hey, this is Steve. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Movable Dough. Today, I will be speaking with Allie Sizowitz. Allie grew up in the Portland, Oregon area, studying voice, piano, and violin. She studied music composition, first at Merrill Hurst University and then at Portland State University, where she earned a BM. She's a self-published composer and has written for choirs, band, film, and youth music programs. In 2019, she was the winner of the Happy Composer Commission. Allie Sizowitz, thank you for joining me and welcome to Movable Dough. Hello, Steve. Thank you for having me. All right. So first, first things first, your name, Sizowitz, Polish in origin, right? Yes. But that is your married name, correct? Your correct. maiden name, also Polish, uh, yes. Kazmerowitz. Is that right? Good work. Exactly. Yes, that's perfect. Okay. So I, I had a, a chance to meet you briefly in March at the Northwest ACDA convention. Yes. And I remember, remember you telling me that your Polish ancestry is very important to you and heavily influences your work. Okay. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, absolutely. So I, I'm half Polish, half Italian and embraceable. However, my <laughs> father growing up is Polish and he took us to this Polish school in Portland. And so this was something that he was, he had never learned to speak the Polish language at all. And so we got to go to the school every other Saturday and it was part of a Polish community. And we did dance lessons and then also learned to speak the Polish language. And so he learned with us and it was just so much fun <laughs> that sort of, it got me kind of addicted. Ah, I love Polish. I love this culture. So since then, and, and then becoming, you know, falling in love with music more, I just wanted to incorporate the two of them. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, I love the Polish culture. Uh, the food is amazing <laughs> and the language is different. It's unique. Um, but it definitely has just, I don't know if there's something special about it. Plus the community, we grew up together. We started going to the school when I was like seven years old. So wow, long, long journey. <laughs> so do you, do you speak fluent Polish? It's conversational Polish. Conversational Polish. <laughs> I've been, I've been to Poland three separate trips, um, just throughout my lifetime. And the more, <laughs> Every trip I've gone, I feel like I get better and better, but there's so much to learn. Yeah. I know you've set several pieces in Polish. Uh, we'll talk yes. about a couple of them later. Uh, do you set Polish folk songs, arrange those, or is it mostly original work to Polish text? That is a great question. It depends on, so I guess it depends on the commission. I have a few pieces that were folk songs that I've just sort of rearranged. Um, otherwise, I really enjoy finding poets that have specific text that maybe hasn't been set to music before. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have a few uh, mostly female poets, my female activists, uh, <laughs> that, that I just really enjoy their work. And so then I'll set those poems. And I have a few pieces that I've written my own text for, but I feel like I just enjoy the culture so much that I like to dive in a little bit more to someone else's poetry. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I want to, I want to ask you about the, the happy composer commission. This was yeah. something that I was unfamiliar with, read a little bit about it online, uh, but could you let our listeners know about that project and how you got involved? 
Absolutely. So I originally was just kind of going through the composer site for different compositions. I don't know if you've heard of this. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I go there frequently. <laughs> oh, there you go. So so it was just it was on the site. And I thought, oh, I, let me. I'm a happy composer. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> so uh, I, I ended up just working with Carlos and and the Austin chorus. So. Unfortunately, because of the Corona virus, uh, the concert was scheduled for April 19th and it did not happen. However, I know they worked on my piece. I got to hear a lot of feedback um, that the particular piece that I wrote for it was in Polish. Um, and so it basically was just it was, it was a fun experience just because I got to I, I, we did a few kind of like this Zoom sessions calls um back and forth but unfortunately i did never get to hear the piece performed so they're hoping to reschedule the concerts um which i would love to hear but but it was a fun project and it's great working with people in texas we can do that these days yeah so it are you collaborating with other composers or are the composers all creating something that is presented together because I, I know he, he's calling them chapters and and things like yes. that yes each composer worked on their own piece, so we didn't necessarily work with the other composers, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then the chorus worked specifically on the piece that we wrote for them. And they have different, the Austin chorus has like different, I guess, branches. So I wrote a piece specifically that was just SSA. So, and then they had other choruses that sang other composers' works too. Gotcha. All right. So I saw on your website that in 2017, you composed a 60-minute musical production called Our Family for the Estacada School District. So yeah. I'd love to know the story behind this production. Was it oh, your brainchild? Was it something they came to you about? Or how did that happen? No, this, this <laughs> brainchild, I like that. Uh, <laughs> yes, this was me. This was me. Um, I had graduated a couple of years before uh, from Portland State University and was just very determined to to sort of do my own thing and I n grew up in the Estacada area I said Portland that's totally true just the the rural area I now live in Beaver Creek but the community in Estacada is, is super awesome um and I have a quite a few private students that I work with and so the actual project was basically just me writing specific pieces for lots of my private students and then i was able to get a few elementary school classes involved in it uh this is so long ago it's not that long ago trying to like uh so the project itself and i actually have the whole thing on youtube too but yeah um, i watched part of it if you see part yeah. of it the the pieces are just each about a different family member or I guess sort of like not necessarily my family members but I would pick a student that I wanted to specifically write a piece for and then if that student you know let's say oh the brother and I would talk to the brother I'm like oh what what is your brother like so things like this and then each piece had it was basically like a different movement of the 60 minute work so we had father and grandmother and grandfather and then random instruments <laughs> whatever my students could play basically and then i did have three professionals um that worked with the students in every song so i had percussions and then a bass upright bass and piano and those 
I had for every piece, just so I had some sort of professionals that knew what they were doing that then worked with the students. So, yeah. What do you think was your most memorable part of putting that production together? Oh, that is tough. It was quite, it was quite the experience. We, hmm. One thing that was unique for the experience was that I, I, throughout the show, I had video clips that played in between each of the pieces and I enjoy video and editing and, and doing all of that. So I got to combine that also with, with my musical sort of journey. Um, so I think maybe just getting to have so many people involved. So I was asking like community members, family members, you know, can you, can you come talk for a little bit on video and they could be from wherever. I had a few different family members from all around the country that were also a part of it. So just getting to add that aspect of it. And then we had a projector screen and then everyone could watch it in the audience. So. Yeah. I thought the, the videos, the, the stories the kids were telling on the little videos were adorable. It's so, so. fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I know you have one foot in the composer world and one foot in the performer world, or maybe you have both feet in both worlds. <laughs> um, do you consider yourself more of a composer or performer? I think, honestly, I'd have to say 50-50. Yeah. I mean, prior to 2020, <laughs> just because I haven't <laughs> been performing all that much this year, but we're going to get back to it. It's going to happen. I, so, uh, with performing, would you say you're more of a violinist or a singer? Or a pianist, because I know you've got all those things going. I do. On days when I can balance all three, <laughs> I think depending on the project, um, I'm in two different bands uh, that I play both violin and sing. Um, and so I think honestly, I enjoy doing both equally. So I think it just kind of depends on on a piece, perhaps, or you know what song we're playing. I might not be singing quite as much. I probably enjoy playing the violin just a little bit more though. <laughs> if I had a choice, if it was all, all equal and it was going to serve the song, I'd pick probably violin. Yeah. So I know you are a wonderful violinist. Do you feel that your violin playing shapes your compositions uh, for voice? Absolutely. In a strange, strange way, but it, it's, it's different because obviously we can do things on the violin that you can't necessarily as a vocalist, but writing melodic lines oftentimes i'll even write something specifically just on the violin and i'll go oh i could sing that or i have to change it a little bit but i yes definitely it's a good question <laughs> you know i i looked up uh one of the bands that you're in the was it the casimir effect the casimir yes. effect uh yes. so i i just have to ask is it does it have anything to do with the physics uh, Casimir effect, or is it a play on your maiden name, Casimirowitz? It's 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 twofold because Casimir is a family name, exactly. The right. band is my husband and my brother, and then three other members, and then it's also the scientific effect. So we heard it, we fell in love with it. It must be, and so now four years later, <laughs> we have the name. That's awesome, and that's like a alternative rock. Is that what you're doing, or with a little hip hop? little hip-hop in there exactly. but it's clean <laughs> with violin so i don't know how we you know managed to get them all in there but yes that's all right that gives Working you on your, album number sound. three. Oh, that's awesome yeah. that's awesome when do you think that's going to be out not sure yet 2020 maybe the end of 20 i mean sorry 2021 maybe the end of 2021 well we'll look out for that one all right so 
most of us that are composers didn't start out that way. We usually started out performing somewhere. And I always like to find out sort of what turned composers to composition. You know, where was that moment that you said, oh, you know what? I want to write things instead of just perform them. I think personally, it's sort of been a long journey just because I was young. So I started when I was six years old, my parents were like, we should get you violin lessons. We should get you piano lessons. We should just do it all, which is amazing. And that's such a unique experience. And I'm so grateful for it, but I didn't necessarily love it because I was a child and, and I had to practice someone else's music. And for the most part, there were a lot of things that I enjoy listening to from musical standpoint we listened to a lot of rock music country music we'd even listen to classical music but then when it came to playing especially the piano it was just a challenge and i didn't i wasn't hearing things the way that other people were hearing them and then i did start playing the violin when i was nine and fell in love with that a lot more and then finally came back to playing piano more when i was like 13 and my dad taught me but he didn't really know how to play which is very strange <laughs> they got a book that just had chords so we would just sit and we would just practice playing different chords and he would sometimes play the guitar because he did does know how to play the guitar but not the piano but he was like we're gonna learn together so we would play songs that we would sing together and i would just play the chords on the piano and then i realized one day i think i was 13 maybe 14 that I understood some of the things that were happening in these songs, mostly rock songs, you know, old classic songs that perhaps only had four chords total. <laughs> and I just said to myself, I could do this. I could definitely do this. So then it sort of began the journey of saying, oh, well, if I can play these chords together and they've been done already 500 million times, why can't I do it? and sing something just a little different. So I would not consider myself a fabulous lyricist, especially at a young age. It was a very random song. <laughs> Nothing, I mean, when I look back at it now, oh my goodness, I can't believe I thought that was good, you know? Um, but from through high school, that's what I enjoyed the most. I would just sit and I would just write and sort of journal and it'd be kind of like my diary. And then in my, my parents, said oh you want to go study music okay let's well you can go study music and then in college I thought oh I'd probably do mostly violin because I'd been studying violin at that time and and I was comfortable and I thought oh let's do it and then when I went to Merrill Hurst they said we have a composition program is that something that you'd be excited about and I was a young 18 year old and I said sure <laughs> little did I know <laughs> and so from that from that point on it was just it was mostly college and then different bands that we started, my husband and I, after college. And, and then kind of composing kind of came from there. So it's a very long answer. I apologize. Oh, no, that's great. That's, that's what we're but looking for. That's kind of where it sprang from. I can do this. I can, I often now listening to songs that, especially pop music, and some of it is so good. Because I got to be honest, I will, I don't listen to the radio often, but when I do, it's like, oh, catchy. Um, most of the time I'm like halfway through a song and I'm, I'm done with it already. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's just kind of a fun way to get started at least. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, a very similar story to a, a lot of budding musicians. My, my teenage daughter sat yes. in her room and journaled for a long time and most of it was interesting. 
Yes. Um, but now she is starting to write things that are really quite impressive. So, you know, exactly. yeah, exactly. It, it's great. All right. Well, after a quick break, we will come back and we'll listen to some of Ali's compositions. Welcome back. My guest today is Ali Sizowitz. All right. Let's talk more specifically about some of your music. First, let's take a moment to listen to uh, your piece, Chain, Ch Chain, Chain. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, a commission for Rex Putnam High School Acapella Choir. I understand the lyrics to this uh, go something along the lines of, if only the cloud of unloving could slip from the face of our sun, at your feet, flat as a shadow, I'd lie down. So what do these words mean to you? What were you trying to capture in your setting? So the text itself, I did not write. This is this is a poem right. that I I heard and I said to myself, there's something more here, and I'm not exactly sure what that is. But I, I'm going to write a piece that hopefully will sort of embody the, the questioning, the wonder, the uncertainty, and that someone can interpret possibly different ways. So that's kind of where I went with it. The piece itself sung, yes, you said, um, by a high school choir. And I was so fortunate to be able to do multiple workshops with them. And along the writing process talked with the students about what they thought it was about and so personally i feel as though it's it could be sort of a like sort of a worship perhaps or it's sort of a questioning sort of a longing sort of a wonder we're not really sure uh, however personally to me I'm, I'm not sure that I actually necessarily really have quantified that answer if that makes sense mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that yeah. 
That's great. That's great. I, I noticed that a lot of your recordings are from high schools. Do you specifically write for that so that it can be accessible to those those groups? I do. <laughs> I, I enjoy writing pieces that are just not necessarily, oh, I'm going to write something easy, but just simple enough and accessible enough, especially with the fact that they're in Polish, <laughs> can be very challenging. Um, and I, I just, I, I enjoy working with students too. That's great. So I'm, let's talk about another piece, uh, this time for band, uh, your yeah. piece, Diversity. Yeah. Uh, so performed in this recording by the Gladstone High School Band. So the title Diversity stands out to me as though it's making a statement about something. So why this title? I actually, the piece was written for, specifically it was a com commission for for the, uh, hold on one second, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm trying to remember, <laughs> this is a long time ago, Madison High School. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I let them name the piece. So again, I had multiple workshops with the students and I had no title for the piece and I had specific ideas about what I wanted for different sections and I wrote the whole thing and, and they unanimously decided. One student said, I think it should be this and the rest of them were 100% on board, which, was, which is rare, yeah. I feel like, when it comes to high schoolers. And so they named the piece. Do you know what went into the process of, of coming up with that name for that student? Ooh, the the one thought that I guess was thrown around, and I honestly don't remember if this was particularly the student or if it was another idea, was just that they felt like I was able to sort of present a, a moment for each instrument. And so some of the 
some of them are like, oh, well, as a tubo, we never really get to have a shining moment. And we get to have that in this piece. So that was something that I felt like was very important, especially as a string player, you know, perhaps the violas just don't get shining moments as much as the violinists maybe do. So going through writing the piece, I wanted to make sure that everyone had a moment. And so maybe that perhaps there's lots of diversity there in this piece. And so I, I'm thinking maybe that's where they came up with that because I know that was something that was said. Yeah. I like that. Giving everyone their own shining moment. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So on your YouTube channel, I found these beautiful short piano works, Aurora and Every Moment. Uh, you have these pieces set over images and landscapes. Um, was this a project you were working on or, or what was the story behind these pieces? Those pieces were written while I was in college for my senior recital. And I, yes, I did one, well, one of them was, the other one wasn't. Uh, like I said before, I enjoy videography a lot. Mm -hmm. And I live in Oregon, it's beautiful, especially in the sunshine when it's not raining or burning. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, filmed this video and I thought, oh, I got, I need to, I need to write something to it. What does this sound like? What does this feel like? And it's sort of a, uh, I don't know, it's like a meditation, it's cathartic for me <laughs> to write and play. And, and for a lot of those, th those particular two, it was sort of a project that took me maybe six hours one day that I just sort of dove into and then it's finished <laughs> and then I do something else the next day. So. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's take a second and listen to Aurora. So lastly, let's listen to a more recent piece of yours, and I will try to say this correctly, Yeshenya? Yes, it's perfect. All right, for SSA Choir and Piano, let's listen.
I could not find a translation of this text. So could you tell us what the song is about and what it means to you? Yes, absolutely. So this is actually so apropos because it, Yeshenia means fall or autumn, however we would translate from Polish to English, the season. And so the piece is, is talking about fall leaves falling and sort of the fresh air and the and the breath of of what it feels like now to be transitioning from summer into fall and winter and what to expect and and sort of the excitement of that and instead of thinking of it as sad <laughs> that summer's over it's sort of a new it's yes it's a new moment you know it's it's a new season i have the exact translation if you'd like me to read it to you yeah, I'd Would love to hear it. Up? Okay, I can definitely do that. I think that it's definitely um, it's definitely different than I mean, for a lot of these texts, it's just it's unique. But autumn, autumn, orchards blush, red apples between the green, red apples, golden pears, they shine like stars between leaves. I will go up, I will go up, bow in front of a tree. Maybe it will. It maybe it will an apple throw in my hat. An there you are. Throw in my hat. That's great. Yeah, I I actually went on a walk around my neighborhood right before we did this interview, and that really does capture that right. transition into fall. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got golden pears shine like stars. Exactly. This particular uh, piece. Well poem was written by a uh, a female polish poet and just she just has such a great sort of vision for these types of things because i feel like it's it's unique and it's images but but subtle things you know i don't what is I her name uh, her name is maria uh konopinka. konopinka i know all the polish last names <laughs> Like Sizzowitz, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Allie, tell me, what sort of projects are you working on now? Very good question. I have a student piano. It's a, it's a book of student piano pieces that I wrote back in 2016. And I always, it's, it's level one. And so at this moment, I'm working on level two. <laughs> finally. And, and basically they're just short pieces. You know, most of them are only maybe a minute long and just sort of a supplement so that students have an option. I enjoy teaching lots of classical music, especially students enjoy the, you know, Broadway show tunes, all this kind of stuff. So it's something that, that is more along the lines of maybe a pop song, but that will also teach them something. So that's, uh -huh. that's kind of the big thing. And then working with my band. <laughs> That's great. And you've already finished the commission for the Happy Composer Commission, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Great. So, so Ali, if my listeners want to listen to more of your music, learn more about you, where can they go? Where are you online? My website probably be the best. I think it has most of of my scores. Or if you wanted to go to the Casimir Effect, so the band itself, we have a Spotify, iTunes, all of that, and that's just the Casimir Effect. Otherwise, my website with the rest of my music um, is AllieRoseMusic.com. AllieRoseMusic.com. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have? Are you active on social media as well? Not as active as I should be, <laughs> but, um, Allie, I think my social, yes, I think my Instagram is just Allie Rose Sizewitz. Okay. The it's full name. name. If you get all the right. last name in there with all the Z's, you'll find me. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allie, for being with us today. I really appreciated talking to you and so glad you could join us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. What could be better than talking about music and my own music? It's perfect. My guest today was composer Ali Sizowitz. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. To hear previous episodes, visit sdcompose.com slash movable dough. If you would like to continue this conversation or share your favorite music by Ali Sizowitz, join us on our Facebook group, Movable Dough Listeners. If you have show or guest suggestions, please email me at movabledough at gmail.com. This is Steve Danielson. Keep the music moving.